0: So coming into post-grad, I very much like knew who I was and knew what I wanted out of friends because I do have really good best friends who love me so well. And I was seeking that here as well. Um, And I think a big thing of me putting my identity solely in the Lord and walking that out is like very evident in my life of like how I'm able to build community and how I'm able to go into friendships very confidently. But I think being vulnerable with people is the first step. We like as human beings are needy and we don't like to be needy. We don't like to say that we're needy. Um, We don't like to call people in our mess, but I am challenging myself because I'm not I'm honestly not great at pulling myself out of the rut, Um, but challenging myself to call people when I'm in the middle of my stress and when I'm in the middle of feeling the most anxious I've ever felt.
1: and get ready to just go with it all right everyone happy hour happy friday we are back with a guest as promised thank god it's not just me and abby for finally the third. we've been pining for a guest we've been pining for a guest and a new friend so we are here with Mackenzie, who we found off tiktok and she is all about building community posts she's a recent post grad and she's building community in her brand new city in florida and that's what we're going to be talking about today hi Mackenzie. hello i'm so happy to be here Thank you so much for coming
2: on. Tell us and the fans a little bit about you, just like the basic rundown. How old are you? Did you go to school? When did you graduate? Where are you from? Where are you living now? Just the basics.
0: Okay, so my name is Mackenzie Marsh. I basically am at Jesus People Places across the board. I grew up in West Palm Beach, Florida, and I moved to George Southern for college. And I graduated college this past December, so I'm very new in post-grad life um kind of was trying to figure it out realized there wasn't really a space for post-grad and hence me making probably the tiktok that y'all saw and found um made the random tiktok talking about how hard post-grad life is why doesn't anybody talk about it um and kind of spoke to it which was really cool and it just completely took off for no reason at all there was nothing in the video that I could have noticed to actually stand out and make it go viral but it did and it's just been such a blessing of like now being able to have this really good intentional
2: community in West Palm as a result from it. So it's been sweet. Totally. That's so exciting. And sorry, did I miss it? Where are you from originally?
0: I'm from, so I grew up originally in North Carolina, but then I moved to West Palm Beach around when I was 11. Okay, perfect.
1: When you moved there, I saw on TikTok that you said it was just you and your dog, um, all alone against the world. Um, What made you decide to move there and how did you kind of start Aside from TikTok, forming any sort of community or friendship whatsoever. So I decided to move
0: back to West Palm. Um, when I went off to college, I wanted to go out of state more than anything. I was like, I need to get out of West Palm. Same I'm never coming back. Yeah, I'm like, I'm never coming back to state, Florida. When I moved here from North Carolina, I went kicking and screaming and was like, There's no way I'm going to be happy in Florida, and I really wasn't for the ten years that I lived here until I moved away. Of course, I swear everyone moves out of their hometown and then are like, Okay, wait, like. Or at least in South Florida, I'm like, oh, wait, I actually love the beach. Why didn't I appreciate it when I lived here the first time? Um, but my boyfriend, he, he has a family business down here. And at first it was like, oh, we're going to go and he's going to start his own business. But when he decided he wanted to take it over, he was like, you might have to move back to West Palm if you want any future at all. And I was like, okay. And then the more like breaks I had, like I'd come home, visit family. And I was like, wait I really like this place um I don't know why I wanted to move so bad so
1: coming back was definitely a blessing oh, but I'm still waiting for Abby to fall back in love with her hometown of yeah, I was 300 people As
2: we were talking I'm like oh is that like a universal experience you move away and then you like want to go back because I don't I don't feel the last part very much where are you from I'm from small town farm USA in um the Pacific Northwest outside of Seattle oh, okay
0: oh my gosh yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Luckily, South Florida has a lot of positives. But in high school, I was like, no,
2: hate the beach, hate this. Why? I have no idea. It's like fun to hate on your hometown for a little bit. It's just like, "Eh, I'm over it. I feel like it's like a trendy thing. Still fun for me. Still trendy. (laughs) Um, Right. Okay. So you graduated in December of last year which we graduated May of 2020, which it doesn't really feel like because it was just, you know, the craziest year in the whole world. So it was really interesting for us kind of going through that post-grad situation during COVID. But what has been the biggest struggle or biggest thing that you feel like nobody talks about since you graduated in the post-grad life that's been on your mind?
0: I feel like the current thing that's been really hard is maintaining those long-distance friendships. So you leave college, and I'm seven hours away from where I went to school. So all my friends live in Georgia. My best friend got married right after college. She graduated in December as well. Her and her husband both did. And she got married and moved off to Dallas. And now she's thousands of miles away from me. And Shoot. and I do long distance with my boyfriend. And two of my best friends live in Georgia as well. So maintaining long-distance friendships is – definitely challenging. And I was maintaining two while in college. So it was okay. But now juggling like people having different seasons of life. Some my friends are still in college. My boyfriend's still in college. My best friend's married and is living a completely different lifestyle than me. So that's probably the most difficult thing. And it's like, everyone does their own thing in their twenties, which is great. But like having to maintain friendships and figure out friendships, it's definitely challenging.
2: Besides your friend that got married and moved to Dallas, Are all your other friends in Georgia, like, living near each other, which, like, makes you have even more FOMO? Or is everyone kind of spread out more?
0: Not really. So I transferred to George Southern. So I made a lot of, like, individual friends. I didn't really have a friend group. Um, So my three friends who I'm super close with and still stay in touch with, honestly, none of the three of them have even met before. So it was not... I mean, they, some of them are still in school, so they're at the same place, but it's not like they're all hanging out and I'm getting FEMO over it.
2: Okay, good. Because that would be tragic. That would
1: be even worse. <laughs> oh, I couldn't tear myself away. Yeah. Right. I um, already have
2: we- it bad because Ashley and Allie and Katie are all within driving distance, three of my college best friends, and I'm not in driving mm-hmm. distance from anyone. Well, I guess if you have the right mindset, anything's in driving distance, isn't it? Right. Like, really? Yeah. We could drive. But 22 hours is a little much, so... <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, we talk a lot on the podcast because like Abby said, we had a super close group and we are all separate places, like a long distance relationship, friendship, mm-hmm. but none of us have, I think, thank God, have gotten married <laughs> since post-grad. So as that is as like, a- <laughs> as far as we know, Um, you're making me sweat, but um, so that's like a different dynamic that we're not really exposed to having your best friend get married and how that changes the game for you. So can you speak mm-hmm. a little bit more on like how that's changed your relationship?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So she just got married. It hasn't even been two months. So we're definitely still trying to figure that out. And we went to separate colleges. So we're like friends from high school. I've known her for over a decade. Um, And she's the one who I actually started the podcast with. So shameless plug. She still runs it. She runs She's Going Places podcast. Um, She's Going Places. Yes. Plug it. (laughs) We love her. Um, so she's moved out to Dallas and when they first got married, it was a lot of like FaceTime calls and I would kind of like have dinner with them basically. And I was like, I never really, because they were in a long distance relationship in college. So I really like got to know him, but not in like a super like personal way. So now being able to like call her and I'm like, Hey, how do I like, what kind of credit card do I get? Like, he's like sending me different credit cards that I get. So it's like having a boy in my life and like a weird, like brotherly way because she's my best friend. Um, And she hasn't started working full time yet. She's about to start a new job. So that's probably going to be another challenging part of it because right now her schedule is a little more flexible. So we do have time to talk while he's at work, but no, it's been, it's been interesting and seeing her navigate friendships out in Dallas as well. Her being like, I need married friends. And I'm like, I don't relate to a lot of things that she's going through and a lot of struggles that she's going through and vice versa that's been definitely challenging but it's like just constantly giving each other grace about being like we're in two different seasons of life and we're gonna love each other through that
2: yeah I feel like that's the entirety of our 20s is just people being in different seasons of life which is just so interesting
1: everyone's just Mm -hmm. on their own pace on their own path so why do you think kind of tying it back to your tiktok why do you think in general there's such a lack of community post-grad like, obviously you're separated no one's seasons of life and stuff, but why else do you think it's so hard to form another community?
0: I think it's because everyone's afraid to talk about it. Like, they're afraid to just be like, hey, my life sucks right now and like I have no stigma. friends. <laughs> right, literally. And it's like, it's so, like in high school, you just like are friends with the people who are around you. And in college, you've got sororities and clubs and all these different things. And you just go out and people think you only find friends that way. And then post-grad hits and you're like, expected to go out and I don't drink so I was like going out really isn't it's not really where I necessarily want to go and find like my closest friends and I was like hey like I don't just need like a friend to hang out with every other week like I need community here and I'm like how does one find that um so I think kind of like nobody talks about it nobody shares their hurt nobody wants to say hey I'm really struggling I need a friend Um, I'm actually going through Jenny Allen's book she's a really great author it's called find your people
2: we love I'm going, book Rex on this podcast. Yes.
0: It's called Find Your People. I think every single person, honestly, in any season of life, but especially post-grad, should read it because it just talks about how essentially like in the Western culture, we don't treat community the same as a lot of people in the rest of the world. And we're not like having villages of people. I've started this group of girls and we're reading through it. And essentially, we all like shared each other's location. And are like, okay, you can show up at each other's houses whenever you want. Just oh, like- wow friendships are awkward, right? It's going to be uncomfortable. And we're like a definitely good distance away because it's just people from all over our county. Um, But just being like, hey, like making friendships is super uncomfortable, but we're all here for a reason. Like we're all lonely and admitting that I feel like is the first step and not a lot of people want to do that
2: totally admitting it is the first step and also as you were talking I relate to this so hard because I moved in September to a new city where I didn't know anyone and I didn't even have a dog as my companion it was just me no, um, no one to talk to. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to go through that whole process as well. And it's been ups and downs with trying to make friends. But something I have like two insights that I'd like to share, because one, I have this motto that I always tell myself in my head and it's keep showing up, like just yeah. show up, whether you're showing up for yourself or you're showing up for your friends that you're going to make, as long as you're putting mm-hmm. yourself in those positions to support others and have others support you, as long as you're just showing up and pulling yourself out of your depressive episodes or whatever it may be. like It's really easy to just sit in your room and be like, wallow in your pity. I have no friends. I'm just going to binge Netflix all the time. No, you have to physically remove yourself from your house. You have to show up to your gym. You have to show up at church, show up to whatever activities are going on. Even if you're tired, even if you're nervous and you don't know anybody, you just have to keep showing up and you have to be patient. That was the second insight I had as to this because – I thought it was going to be immediate for me. I thought I was going to find a community because I'm an extrovert and I have no problem talking to people. And even then, like you, you can have those friends like you mentioned, Mackenzie, of just we can hang out once every two weeks or, you know, surface level friends, which is great. We all need some of those. But I'm like, where are my ride or die people? Where am I going to find real community that I can lean on people? And it wasn't up until probably a couple weeks ago when that happened for me. And I've been here since September. So being patient is another really big deal post grad with the friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely takes a bit. And I work a like 40-hour-a-week job, and that was something completely new to me. And I start at 7 a.m. So luckily, I am off at 3.30, so it gives me that time. But the first couple weeks of work, I'm like, all I want to do is go home and sleep. But I'm like, okay, pull myself out. Like, I just had a horrible day at work, but I'm going to go and hang out with people anyways. And all of us talk about it. We're like, we did not want to come today, but we feel so
2: much better after we do. Yeah, just a little shot mm-hmm. of serotonin. <laughs>
1: Right. When you started forming this group with these people, what was your first step? Was it making the TikTok? Did you start gathering random people that you would meet like at the gym or something and trying to put them in a group text? How did you start forming some sort of community? Honestly, it was probably the TikTok. So I
0: downloaded like Bumble BFF when I first got down here. Okay, I was kind of, up,
1: okay. How do we feel about
2: Bumble BFF?
0: <laughs> okay, everyone on there, I swear it was like 420 friendly. I'm like, what? Like, I don't know why that was just like a thing surrounding it. You
2: said a Florida thing. Um,
0: it might be, I guess, but I was like, and then I saw some people from high school on there because I am in the same area where I went to high school. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Um, <laughs> that, n- no, it's not for me. Maybe if that TikTok didn't take off, could have been a possibility. Right. But I, so my best friend's bachelorette party was like the 8th of um, January and then right after that, she moved away. My boyfriend went back to college. And I was like, okay. I then I made that TikTok and I did not make it expecting it to go viral or expecting it to lead to me having friends. We never
1: right. do. Except that's not true, Abby. We expect everything to go viral. It rarely single, does. <laughs> every single video I put out, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna hit never hit a game changer. Yeah.
0: Right. But creating that video. I was, I mean, it wasn't a step I was trying to take. It just very naturally happened. And then I created a Facebook group for girls down here and there's almost a hundred girls in that group.
2: Hell yeah, there is. Facebook groups are a resurgence. I'm claiming it now. I feel like in our 20s Facebook groups are going to keep friendships alive because it's so helpful and so easy to organize things that way yes
0: oh my gosh absolutely and I've been able to host events through it so I do like picnics our first event like our first big event was like a Galentine's that we did so I always post like I always host once a month events through that group and then we all like individually text each other and we have a That's text so group fun. chat of people who we've met in person for you know safety Can I reasons
2: ask a logistical question about hosting events like that just you know for research purposes. So when you host things, is it like, I'm going to go out and get all the decorations and the food and things are, you're all going to Venmo me, or is it more like a potluck? Like everybody brings something or what's like the situation with that? Like, cause they can't all fall on your shoulders.
0: Right. We, I've definitely done more of a potluck. Um, I tried to plan it out the first one. It was like, Galentine's we'll do this and we'll do this. And luckily I had met some of the girls beforehand, but I posted that in the Facebook group. I was like, anyone can bring whatever if you don't have a big budget, just bring like cookies or whatever, like whatever anyone wants to bring. And the first couple people were saying, I'll bring a Chick-fil-A platter. I'll bring a pizza. And I'm like, OK, everyone's got all the big things taken care of, I guess. So it was really I definitely got a couple of decorations, but we did a beach picnic. So it made it yeah. very easy. That's nice because
1: usually people are like, I've got the napkins and the. (laughs) Right, right. And the stuff
0: I had to bring. Right. I know. I'm like, I ended up bringing it because nobody else volunteered to do it. And it was a cool thing about being like, oh, people have big girl jobs. People aren't afraid to put me
2: on friends that we don't have. (laughs) Literally.
1: Never worried that no one's going to show up. (laughs) Is that. Honestly, I wasn't.
2: She's like, I am now.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's like, you just planted a new worry. <laughs> I had hung out. We had done like l- little small things beforehand. Like our first time meeting a bunch of girls, like five girls showed up to this worship night, I ended up pouring down rain. It was literally the best experience ever. Um, cause everything that night went wrong, but we were able to build like such a, it was such a good start to building this community. But we've hosted like worship nights and then I met up with a couple girls for coffee. Really, the reason I started the Facebook group was because. That video did so well, and I had so many girls message me that I had fifty coffee dates lined up, and I was like, "I'm gonna kill myself trying to meet up with every single person for coffee." I feel
2: like, there's too much coffee
1: running through my. Veins. Like you accidentally became an RA of like adult life, yeah,
0: <laughs> literally. And I'm like, I'm still a baby. Like I'm 21 years old. I'm like, I'm now trying to figure okay, all this out
2: you that because someone has to be the RA right that's such yeah. a good way of putting it it's like an adult ra you have to be organizing events like somebody has that unique skill set and apparently mm-hmm, you have yeah. it and that's awesome but like, love it. if no one's being an ra what are we gonna do someone has to right. find it you have to go find your ra that's your that's your
1: mission or after this it's also episode. it's also a social chair too social chair
2: of your sorority your friend's sorority um And it's all these niche communities too. Like there's an RA at my gym. There's an RA at my church group, you know? I love it. I'm going to start using that terminology. That's funny. Yeah.
1: And it's also nice that you created a Facebook group there because sometimes these bigger ones get like overwhelming and there's nothing really coming of it besides people saying, what credit card do you use for like travel points? There's like no real RA social chair coming from some of these larger (laughs) Facebook groups that are, Mm -hmm. you know, spread out across America. Right. Absolutely. Um, so you said that you don't really enjoy going out or drinking or anything. How have you – kind because of, I I've complained to Abby about this. I feel like all anyone does is let's get drinks and let's – and I'm not one to say no to drinks, but like it gets like a little old after a while. Like I want to do an activity. Um, so what are some ideas that you have used so far? I'm looking for inspiration. We've got beach <laughs> picnic down. Set, right. Locked. Honestly,
0: I started leading with the fact that I don't drink. And it honestly, so I stayed abroad in Greece this past summer and I stayed abroad yes with 26 girls. Did. did you girls. have a
2: Mamma Mia moment?
0: I did. And I loved it so much. It was the best experience ever. And I went with a, co- I went with a travel abroad company that was like super passionate about community. I went with 26 random girls who I'd never met before. And I knew I was going into there being like, I don't drink and everyone's wanting to go probably do all these things in Greece. So coming out of that and just being like super confident and having conversations with strangers saying I don't drink kind of gave me that confidence into going at a post-grad and being like, yeah, I don't drink. So what? Yeah, I don't enjoy going out. Like that's totally fine. And I am so glad. I almost cut the part out of the TikTok where I said I don't like going out because I was like, that's embarrassing. Like it's, it's embarrassing to say I don't do that. But saying that now, most of the girls that I'm friends with here don't drink, don't like going out. Like nobody's really ever suggested, like maybe if we go out to dinner, a couple of girls would get drinks, but which- you're
2: literally a pioneer because so many people you're so right. Like people think it's taboo to talk about how their life sucks and they don't have friends. And people think it's taboo to say like, I don't really like drinking that much, but like, let's put it on the table. We don't all have to like drinking just because we're hot and in our twenties. We don't have to
0: actually. Yeah. And it's like, once one person says it, other people are like, wait, actually, I've been wanting to quit drinking. Wait, actually, like I feel want and growing out. Right. Exactly. And it just takes that one person kind of being like, okay, I'm going to put my guard down and say it really,
2: really. All it takes for me is about one day, every two months of an absolute bender where I completely embarrass myself. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm never drinking again. I hate doing this. That's right. I can't control myself. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's you announcing your, um, on the wagon until stagecoach
2: (laughs) yeah I might be dry until the last weekend of April but stay tuned because this weekend is March Madness. finally so
1: I also feel like there's a lot of pressure um sometimes I'm the pressure with my friends (laughs) surrounding like (laughs) sometimes I'm the pressure surrounding though the fact that like oh we're young like one day we're gonna be married with kids so we like have to go out all the time Mm -hmm. so how did you ever feel guilt about that feeling like you were quote unquote, wasting your young, hot years?
0: (laughs) Literally not at all. Because so I've been with my boyfriend for, we met in high school. So we've, I've definitely had a lot of people being like, oh, like, cause I do want to get married young. Oh, you're wasting your twenties. Oh, you're wasting your young years. And honestly, our um, relationship definitely isn't like that. We formerly, when we first started a relationship, it was very like dependent on one another, had each other as like the. We basically idolized our relationship and now it's such a cool thing where he's far away, we're doing long distance and I'm able to hang out with my friends. And I don't feel like going out is necessarily the only way to enjoy your 20s. I randomly will call a friend and be like, hey, let's go swim at sunset and let's go do that. Hey, let's go randomly like go on a, on a
2: girl's trip and do something screaming.
1: We, We do that way too often. Okay, I'm in California and I grew up here and I've never swam at sunset, but I see it's everyone on so TikTok much fun. always doing it. Well, it's really cold. <laughs> the water, it's like yes, ice. That's Kevin fair. Grew, it is colder, but not like not even during the summer. Are you ever spooked about shark? <laughs> um, I
0: should be considering. We were swimming the other night and a guy caught a shark right next to us.
2: Oh,
1: but fun time. Survivor season, Survivor core, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Anyways, but so building the community and obviously community we've already said is different from college to post-grad. How do you feel Mm -hmm. like your identity, especially because you graduated not during a pandemic, how do you feel like your identity has changed a little bit in college?
0: Honestly, I went through a big identity struggle in college, especially with the pandemic. And I didn't necessarily like, I don't want to say I didn't fit in in college, but I definitely didn't fit in in college. I transferred a semester, right. Call it what it was. I, tra- <laughs> I transferred a semester before the pandemic started. So I didn't really like get the college experience. Like I didn't have a ton of friends in college. I came out with some really good ones, but I didn't have this big friend group. Like I kind of pictured my college life being.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, So coming into postgrad, I very much like knew who I was and knew what I wanted out of friends because I do have really good best friends who love me so well. And I was seeking that here as well. Um, And I think a big thing of me putting my identity solely in the Lord and walking that out is like very evident in my life of like how I'm able to build community and how I'm able to go into friendships very confidently saying this is exactly who I am and I'm not going to change that in order for you to like me. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. For all of our spiritual or religious listeners who want to kind of put more of their identity in God or whatever God that they are um, worshiping or following or whatever religion they may be practicing. Do you have any tips? Because I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I have always wanted to lean more into it. But I also like don't really know where to start. But I will say that I did join a young 20s girls group at my church. And I'm so excited for that. I feel like that might be step one. Also,
1: Abby, Abby and I went to Pepperdine, which is a Christian school. So it's so readily available. Like anything is want. yeah. There's like a million you ways want. to plug
2: in. Just like faith, left, right, all up just in your like face. Walk
1: outside on like a Thursday night, and there's like probably something like going on that you could join if you want to. But now it's like that. Now doesn't it's exist like everything's us. on
2: us. Like we have to make that for
1: you. know? So that's why we need advice,
0: right? So I went to a private Christian school for high school, and I did not know the Lord then. It took me getting out of that, and I went to that school for eight years, something like that. Never really had a relationship with the Lord. I did for like a year and then started dating the wrong boy. And you know how that goes. Um, (laughs) So it really took kind of being stripped of every single thing that I put my identity in. Mm -hmm. I put my identity so much into sports um, when I was in high school and I saw my worth in it. If I played good, I felt good. If I played bad or someone told me I was bad, I felt like my entire world was over. And then after that, I put my worth in where I was going to college. So I thought I was going to Ole Miss. My senior year, I was like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be the big SEC girl. And then I kind of realized why the heck am I going to debt and decided to go to a community college for the first year of that. And that That's stripped me of really another identity. Decision.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, did not want to do it. Um, so got stripped of that identity. And then my current boyfriend's actually my ex-boyfriend. We broke up our sophomore year of college. That was my identity too. We both put our identity in that relationship. And then when we broke up, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like my entire world was over. And all of those things being stripped of so many, right, being stripped of so many things that I put my worth and value in kind of directly after that breakup pointed me straight back to the Lord of being like, okay, every single other thing I've tried to put my identity in, I've tried to be the lacrosse girl, I've tried to be the SEC girl, I've tried to be the relationship girl, every single one of those things that failed me. Um, and just kind of realizing the Lord is good and he's perfect. And he, his love for me is perfect. And no other love of anything else in the world is going to satisfy me like his love.
2: And how do you remind yourself of that? Because I feel like it might be easy to, to know that. And then also to go back into old habits, old habits die hard.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So reading scripture definitely is a big thing for me. I again, grew up in a Christian school and nobody ever told me to read my Bible, which is crazy. And so weird. They were just like, You're just supposed to know this and you're supposed to study this. And, but I never knew the story of the gospel and I never knew that there's a Holy Spirit who lives inside of us and that I could just go on a walk and have a casual conversation with God. I thought it had to be this super sacred time. And yes, right, exactly. And just like building that relationship and that genuine relationship and then having friends in my life who wanted the absolute best for me and pointed me back to the Lord when I did stumble and did fall was really helpful for me as well. And then also realizing kind of where I saw God the most. So the reason I started my account, Jesus People Places, was I saw God very evidently in quarantine through places, and I'd go to sunrises. And that's kind of how I knew I wanted to move back to Florida, because where I was the happiest was watching a sunrise on the beach. And I was like, "Frick, why do I want to move away from the beach if this is where I see the Lord so clearly? And then when I studied abroad, I was able to see God through different people, people who didn't even have a relationship with the Lord. I was just like, their stories are so beautiful and they don't even understand like how beautifully they were created in such special ways. Um, and I guess just constantly reminding myself and practicing that gratitude of being like, look what the Lord's given me. And even in this season, I, I, why did that TikTok go viral? No idea. It, but it was a part I of this like know. way, way larger plan. And now my social media is growing so quickly too. And I was trying to grow it for probably two years. And then I took a step back and was like, okay, Lord, like this is yours. Do whatever you want to do with it in the season. And I've gained like 10,000 followers in the past mm-hmm. two months. So
1: amazing. Yeah, Yeah. Cool. For anyone who's listening that is curious at all about <clears throat> establishing faith or starting to go to church and didn't go to a Christian school of any kind? What's some advice for people like that?
0: Um, I think just to start like reading
1: in the Gospels.
0: Um, some good devotionals, like my favorite devotional is New Morning Mercies. It's really good. Um, it's just like a little, very practical um, devotional every single morning that you're able to go through. And then it says at the bottom, read this chapter of the Bible for more. And it's a good way to kind of like start getting into reading scripture because it can be really daunting. You have this giant big book and the Old Testament confusing. Right. And it's like, where am I supposed to start? Do you start from the beginning? And then you read numbers and you're like, why is there just a bunch of names? And this makes no sense to me. So it definitely can be daunting. And I think reaching out to people, especially the reason, again, another reason I started my platform was watching people like Sadie Robertson and Tori Masters when I didn't have that community at first, because it took me a long time. It was a lot of years of prayers to actually find good community, Um, but watching people online about people I could look up to. Um, and then once I came to the season of my life where I'm like, I'm good. And I feel like I can give so much back. That's why I just started, decided to start this platform because I feel that I can speak to a lot of it.
2: Totally. And I must say you're very well spoken and I feel like you kind of present it in a way that's more just relatable and yeah. applicable Thank because you. I know it really religion and spirituality and all that stuff can really be intimidating. And I think it's easy for yes. people to write it off, but I think much like many of the other topics we've talked about today. It's kind of almost taboo to like bring it up or something. Like if you're not in the right communities, it's like, okay, well, how do I start having those conversations without sounding like a weirdo, you know? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's the tea, sis. That's the tea.
1: (laughs) Um before we get into our wrecks, I feel like you know how to get yourself out of a rut or like a bad week or day. What's the advice for that? Oh my gosh. I'm giving
2: very much pull myself out of a rut energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that I give that off. Yeah. My Enneagram
0: one is flattered. Um I honestly last week I had such a, it was my first low week since being back here because I had this great community and I've had all these blessings since That's I've been. That's a good here. track
1: record, your first low week, barely.
0: yeah and then it was just like that low felt so low and I was like what the actual heck do I do um but I think being vulnerable with people is the first step we like as human beings are needy and we don't like to be needy we don't like to say that we're needy um we don't like to call people in our mess but I am challenging myself because I'm not I'm honestly not great at pulling myself out of the rut um but challenging myself to call people when I'm in the middle of my stress and when I'm in the middle of Feeling the most anxious I've ever felt. Last night I had a bunch of girls come over, and I'm like, I've felt the most anxious in the past two weeks that I've felt since I've moved here. And all of them were like, Yeah, me too. I don't know what's in the air. And we just sat down and talked about it's anxiety, it. Man. It's um, going around. <laughs> something in the South Florida weather right now. I don't. I don't know. Um, That's really good. And then I just randomly, which I'll let you know if it works or not. But I've been doing Pilates. Oh, I made an Instagram friend. And she does like, she teaches Pilates. She also has a podcast and I've been listening to her podcast
2: too. Um,
0: but I've been doing, I've only done it like three times, but I've really liked that so far because I used to, especially growing up in sports, I'd work out to perform a certain way or look a certain way or all these different things. And just working out to like genuinely feel good and push my body in that way and be, grateful for my body in different ways too it's been really cool it's been a really neat thing about her specific Pilates studio
1: very cool I thought you met her on Instagram before you started gaining more of a following on social media would you reach out to people randomly on Instagram and would it work because people with large followings always say oh just reach out on Instagram but you have a following so obviously people are gonna reach back out to you but when you're just an average person it's a little more daunting to actually do something different average joe yeah
0: <laughs> i definitely i think speaking to all the college gals it's scary in college but we'll circle back to that before i grew a following when i did run the podcast with my best friend i reached out or I had a couple two girls reach out they're actually coming down to visit me this weekend from georgia um but i reached out to these girls and we became online friends and now we're real life friends and this is their second time flying down to florida to see me and i've gone to see them in georgia um but that's like a very real example of Meeting social media friends. And essentially, I mean, my platform was only at like 7,000 followers, which I know that's still like a decent size, but it's not anywhere near like what I am now or what normal influencers are like either. Um, And that's when I was reaching out to all the girls um, this past kind of couple months. So I definitely don't think so. But in stances of college, it seems scary to me in college because everyone looks like they have so many friends in college. I don't know if that's something about sorority life or it was just seemed super daunting to me. But one of my best friends from college, she actually reached out to me on social media and that's how
2: we're friends. Yeah. Honestly, social media, there's a lot of negative that can come from it but there's also a lot of positives if you use it as a connection tool and even though it's all just one very specified side of us that we're putting out on the internet or whatever you can still kind of see a window into a little bit of what someone's about and if there's even some kind of shared connections that's a great way to make friends I've honestly messaged so many people on Instagram or just connected with people through TikTok and then Instagram or whatever and it's just forming community in that way and feeling like you're at least starting to get to know briefly some of the girls that are your own same age in your new city. It's a really good way to do it. And I definitely am an advocate that you don't have to have a following in order to reach out to people. Just, just do it. People are nice. nice, Right. One, I think. Everyone's looking
0: for friends and
1: I, right. Yeah. Um, okay. On to our favorite and most important part. What are some podcast or book recommendations that you think people will benefit from listening to or reading?
0: Okay, so book recommendations. I know I'm gonna forget one. Okay, my favorite book ever, the most challenging book I've ever read in my entire life, the ruthless elimination of hurry.
1: Ooh. I've I need to unpack at the, the title alone.
0: <laughs> I've thrown that book at the wall four times because wow. the things that it suggests in that book are horrible, and I probably need to reread it because I'm always in a hurry, and I'm someone who's always busy. I had like five jobs in college. I try to build my resume as much as I physically can. I'm a psycho in that way. Um, but that book was like, getting the getting the right lane and driving the right lane for thirty minutes without getting over. I'm like, absolutely not. That sounds crazy. But practicing things like that has shown me really good patience in my life. Mm-hmm. So I love that book. Um, relationship goals by Michael Todd is a really great book for anyone single, dating, engaged, married. It just really changed a lot really about anyone. how I saw relationships. Pretty much. Um, it really changed how I viewed relationships. I saw relationships as like two incomplete people finding one another and they're making each other whole and that's just not the reality we're whole by ourselves um so that book and then I love like Colleen Hoover books are so good same love those books um and then the one I suggested earlier Find Your People by Jenny Allen is a really good book as well
2: I will be adding that to my Amazon cart later
0: yes it's fantastic fantastic. any Mm
2: -hmm. podcasts
0: Yes, I listen to so many podcasts. You have
2: your own too, so don't forget to shout out your own.
0: I did have my own, so I don't run it anymore because I was trying to do Instagram and all these different things oh, at the trying same to time.
2: Ruthlessly eliminate hurry, and you're doing too many. Yeah,
0: things. pretty much. I was working five jobs. I was whatever. It's it was a so lot. My like best lot. friend still runs it. <laughs> yes, it's called She's Going Places. So that's how I stay in touch with my long distance best friend, listening to her ramble. Um, what we said podcast love. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with J.C. Marie. So much so. Um, my friends, healthy, but human podcast is really good. I've almost listened to every single episode she's put out because it's just great. Those are probably the ones I listen to the most, but I'm, looking for new recommendations too, because at work I can just pop my AirPods in and I listen to podcasts all
2: day. Right, well, So I'm going through them like crazy. Other podcast creators on this show and every mm-hmm. single episode where we have a guest, we always end by asking people that. So if you want some more recs, just skip to the end of all of our other episodes and you'll hear some. <laughs> Perfect. Love that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Retention oh, so spikes sweet. for the end of episodes only. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Okay. Well, it's been so nice chatting with you. Thank you so much for being open and vulnerable with us and sharing your experience. It's always good to be reminded that we are not alone in our post-grad struggles and especially making friends and walking in your faith journey, whatever that may look like. So thank you so much. It's been great to meet you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Where can the people follow you? I am at Jesus People Places pretty much everywhere on TikTok, on Instagram, and then I'm starting a YouTube channel too. Yes, she is. That will be, yes, that will be linked everywhere on Instagram as well.
2: Cool. So exciting. It was so nice to meet you and have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.